Shalom Aleichem. So the Sikha Vayakil Gimel is a straightforward Rashi Sikha from the original year, the first year that the Rebbe started Rashi Sikhas. Um, the Rebbe started Rashi Sikhas in Tavshin Chavhei, um, early late 1964. Um, and this is about six months later after the Rebbe started the Sikhas. It's the first year of uh, first Vayakil Sikha, Rashi Sikha, etc. Now, in the original Fabring, there's not much, there's pretty much nothing that didn't make it into the edited version. I actually think that it was much less than the edited version. And when once they built this up in Tasikha, it seems like they got a lot more into it. But there's something to explore, um, which is the Chassidus part of it. But I want to focus on one area. You know, in general, when we look at Chassidus, the topic's thrown. And one of the subjects is like Malchus. Now here the Rebbe talks about Malchus as two functions, Malchus as the blocker and Malchus as the giver. So I thought, you know, how often do we actually get to just define what is Malchus? Um, we could do this, you know, Mirza Shem will do it on other topics as well, but, uh, you know, going through the Sikha, I think context, that's what we really try to do in this year is context. Let's give some context about Malchus based on Chassidus, um, various farm, et cetera. I'm just going to give some kind of summary. Okay, so Malchus, let's start with this, is number 10 of the spheres. Malchus is the 10th one, and it's in the middle, it's in the middle, right? So on the right is Chachma, Chesed, and Netzach. On the left is Bina, Vura, Hoid, and on the center is Tiferes, sorry, um, Das, Tiferes, Yesoid and Malchus. And Malchus is what contains the previous six, what's called Za, Ze'er Ampin, the small face, the Sheshes Hamidus, the six Midas, Chesed through Yesoid, and through that creates world. In general, in Chesidus, when it says Malchus, unless otherwise specified, it's talking about Malchus of Atzilus. Let me explain what that means. As we know, there are four mega worlds within the, within obviously spiritually, within Seder Ishtalshlis, within the structure of how Hashem created reality. Now, Atsilus is the first, then Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. Atsilus is fully Ruchnius. It's fully spiritual. It's fully godliness. It doesn't really have anything. So how can our world get formed into some form of independent existence? So, and how can evil start existing, etc.? So there's this bridge, and the bridge is Malchus. Malchus of Atsilus is where the beginning of some form of independent reality, Bria is far from independent compared to Asiya, but it's some form of it, it's, it's the beginning of it. And therefore, Malchus plays a huge function because that's really the divide between pure Elikus and some form of... Bria, some form of creation. The next world is called Bria. It's creation versus Atsilus, which means next to Hashem. It's not a creation. It's part of Hashem. Bria is a creation. Yitzira, formation. Asiya, um, making, existence, reality. So those three worlds are some form of creation and existence, and Malchus plays that function. Now, Malchus has an incredible relationship to the one of the spirit, which is not part of the 10. It's the 11th, and that's preceding the 10, that's the level of Keser. Why is there a relationship? Because in general, we know that the beginning and the end are always 
interconnected notes, Tchilasan Besaifa, Besaifa Mitchilasan, there's a strong connection between the beginning and the end. Um, you know, the beginning, which is the, the mission, the and the, the, the last one, which is the actualization of the purpose. And also they're both in the center, the center vertical, they're in the middle. Fine. Malchus also has a relationship with Chachma, although Chachma is on the right side. Why? Because we, based on the statement that says, Abba Yosad Barta, Abba gave birth to the daughter, and the daughter refers to Malchus, because Malchus is feminine, and Abba, the father, is referring to Chachma, as we learned in Perik Beis Tanya, um, Perik Gimel Tanya, sorry. So Chachma and Malchus have an incredible relationship. Um, sometimes they're referred to as Yira Ila'a, the higher level of Yira, which is in Chachma, and Yira Tata, the lower level of Yira, which is in Malchus. Malchus also has a relationship with Bina on the left, um, because both of them are receivers. Bina receives from Chachma, right? It's the feminine, and Malchus is the feminine, the fact that it receives from um, all the six spheres. And yeah. In general, Bina received from Chachma, so therefore it's a much higher level. It's the receiver of Yehuda Ilah, the higher level of unity. And I know I'm throwing lots of concepts, and I think if, if you've never discovered any of these concepts before, it would be uh, pretty much impossible to understand what I'm saying. But if you've had some dabble in Chassidus, I hope this just offers a bit of context. Um, Midas, the receiver of Midas is Malchus, and that's called Yehuda Tata. Therefore, Bina is referred to the higher mother, Ima Ila, and Malchus is referred to Ima Tata, etc. Both feminine. Now, in the person's nefesh, Malchus is what receives in, within each and every one of us all our characters, all, all our spheres, and it brings it into reality. Because as we said, Malchus is the thing that turns things into creation, into reality. Um, and it's Malchus that manifests in the Levushim that we learn in Perik Dalavatanya in, in, in our thoughts, in our speech, in our action, as we speak about Perik Dalavatanya, that our soul materializes and manifests itself in, in the human existence in the way we think, talk, and act. And Malchus is the manifestor. Malchus is what transmits those passions, those emotions, those intelligences, and brings it into our um, levushim. Now, in Aveda, in the way we serve Hashem, Malchus's function is Kabbalah soil. It's taking on the yoke, it's without, you know, it's doing what it has to be done because it has to be done without the appreciation of the emotional experience or the intellectual experience. Remember, Malchus doesn't have any of that. Malchus is just doing because it has to be done. Therefore, it's referred to as Yeratata. In other words, even though a person has a great mind, their moichin is great, and their middays are great. But nevertheless, malchus is the thing that per, does a person, that, that a person does because it has to be done. And therefore, even if a person's not necessarily in the right mood, they'll still do the right thing because kabbalas o malchus shamayim, they take on the yoke of the rulership of heaven, and malchus is really accepting Hashem's malchus. Malchus also manifests itself in Dibur, as we talk about in the Gersat Shuva, speech. It also refers to um, thoughts, it also refers to action. As you can see, Malchus is a challenge part of everything. 
Um, as we said, the main malchus, when we refer to malchus without giving more specifics, it's malchus datsilus, it's the lowest level of atsilus, and that gives the energy, it, it vitality to the worlds of biyah, biyah standing for bria yitzirasiyah, which are worlds in which there's already creations. In atsilus, there's absolute bittel tashem, there's total nullification, and malchus has to go down, yiridas ha-malchus, and malchus has to go down into these lower worlds, and that's how it creates reality. So Malchus, first and foremost, has to block the intense light of Atsilus and then go down and create light. And that's the only way the world can exist. If there's no Malchus, then there won't be a world of, of, of creations. There won't be a world of free choice. There won't be a world of Deir So although Malchus at the beginning seems to be a diminished light and it's nothing compared to the higher light, but it's only through Malchus that enables Deir um, And therefore, it's only once happens that we truly appreciate the awesomeness of Malchus. This stage of Malchus going down into lower worlds is often referred to Chsidis, the world of, it's called Nesira, which means literally taking back, um, holding back and then going down, or other times it's referred to Dermita the Zah, etc. When Mashiach comes, we're told there'll be a new relationship between Zah and Malchus. Malchus won't have to separate from the other Midas, um, it will be one because Malchus will have a single function and will only be revelation and will no longer have to block. Okay. Now, well, sometimes Exodus we refer to Aliyah Samalchus. Malchus goes up. In other words, when that refers to a time when Hashem is not revealed, so instead of Malchus coming down and, and revealing godliness into the lower worlds, it's going back up. And that's why, for example, in Rosh Hashanah, we're told Malchus goes back to its source. And therefore, until we blow the shofar, the world is hanging on a thread, just a Rashimu, a little leftover, because Malchus is supposed to be giving. And if Malchus is not giving and it's going and enclosing itself back in the six middays, it doesn't have, it's not able to do its role. Okay. Um, fine. Just one more point. There's the concept of Binyan Amalchus, which is what we do mainly on Rosh Hashanah. And that is, again, to rebuild Amalchus um, in this world. And how do we rebuild Malchus through Kabbalah Sot? As we said, Malchus Kabbalah Sot. Therefore, what do we do on Rosh Hashanah? We say Tehillim. Um, we do things that are not necessarily intellectual and emotional, but things of Kabbalah Sot, so that we can bring this level of Malchus, which is um, the way to to bring it is through doing your own malchus, which is Kabbalah Um, And there's a, a lot, lot more on this topic, but I think what this, what we did is we, we see that malchus has two functions. Malchus has the function of blocking, like the Rebbe says in the, in the Sikha that we learned, he's mailing of the spheres, um, which are higher than it. And malchus then brings down the, the ur into the lower worlds. And then the Rebbe asked the question, which one's the most important part? And the Rebbe answered, then the worlds of Bria and Yitzira, um, the main part is that it reveals. But in Eilam the lowest of the three, um, the main function it does, or rather what, what, what's expressed the most, is the Helam of Malchus, the fact that Malchus holds back. However, even the holding back is for the sake of Gilui, as the Rebbe says in Eis Tes, which is obviously when Mashiach comes, and covered, by the way, is also another name for Malchus, 
and the row and Diber is also Malchus, as we said earlier. As you can see, Malchus is everything, and it's also the seventh, and we're in the Darashvi in the seventh generation. And we're told, you know, the Rebbe explained that the previous generations, um, each one played a different sphere. So we are the generation of spheres on Malchus, and we're like the, the, the midget on the giant. We're the one that gathers everything else, uh, gathers everything the giant has and is able to take it to the next level. And that's why the incredible role that we have. And that's why we're going to be able to bring down Mashiach, just like Meshur, which was Ferris Amalfus, was able to bring down the terror. And you could go on and on and on. And 